0: Lord, you're wonderful, Lord. And, Lord, you are our Savior, our King, our Sovereign, our Lord and Baptizer, Lord. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this open book, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you give us guidance and wisdom and understanding, Lord, through your Word. And you strengthen us, Lord. And I just pray tonight, Lord, that you will be glorified. I pray, Lord, that your people, Lord, will be fed, Lord, and built up. But above it all, Lord, that we'll see Jesus, Lord. You are wonderful, Lord. And we give you all praise and glory, Lord, for you alone are worthy of it, Lord. Amen. Turn to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. This last year that's gone by, and over a year now, there has been a lot of upheaval. There has been a lot of calamity, and many people have had many different opinions, and there's been many different things that have been said about this last year or more. I've listened to a lot of stuff, I've watched a lot of reactions, and I've pondered a lot of things. But, you know, it's always best to go to the Lord and to seek God, not man, and what God has to say about these things that have gone past and how me and how you and how, as a church, we should respond and react. And I asked the Lord to show me things. I asked the Lord to reveal things. I asked the Lord to give me answers and clarity, and he gave me one verse. And it's in Daniel chapter 6, and we'll get to it shortly. But where are we in Daniel chapter 6? The only way to understand the Bible is through a historical viewpoint. It's the only way to, that you can understand the Bible fully, from Genesis to Revelation. Daniel the prophet, and Hebrew, whose name means God, is, is my judge. He was born around 530 BC. He was taken captive to Babylon, about 605 BC, so that would be the southern kingdom of Judah was taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel is about 80 years of age in this chapter. He held high office in Babylon, but still served his God with integrity. And I want you to remember that he held—he was in Babylon. He held high office in Babylon, but he served God even though he was in Babylon with integrity, and he still kept his faith. In Daniel chapter 2, he interprets Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the image. In Daniel chapter 3, Nebuchadnezzar commands then that the image is built. At this point, we are at the silver kingdom in Daniel chapter 6. So we are in the Medo-Persian kingdom, the coalition government. So the image was of gold, that was Nebuchadnezzar and his kingdom. The silver is the Medo-Persian kingdom is where we are at now in Daniel chapter 6. Then you have the Grecian empire, the brass, the iron legs, the Roman pagan empire, and then the little horn that came out of that, papal Rome, the iron and the clay, EU, where we are today. And Darius here in Daniel chapter 6 is about 62 years of age. So that's where we're at at the minute. It's a Medo-Persian empire and Darius is the king. Let's go to verse 1. I'm going to take it verse by verse. And I'm going to bring some things out as we go through the chapter. Daniel chapter 6 and verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom on 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. So there's 120 princes over the whole kingdom in Darius' reign. Now listen to verse 2. And over these three presidents, so there's three presidents over the 120 princes, of whom Daniel is first. So Daniel here is really second in charge next to the king, which tells you that the king Darius had great respect for Daniel. The Hebrew, he had great respect for him. That the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Now that no damage means fraud. So there's obviously a lot of fraud going on in the kingdom. And Darius doesn't even trust his own. He sets a man of God of integrity in charge because, because he knows Daniel will rule. He knows Daniel will reign in that position properly. And he knows that there'll be no loss to the kingdom or to Darius. So Daniel here is in high authority. He is second in command under Darius, a pagan king. Verse number three. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes, because he because an excellent spirit was in him. Daniel had an excellent spirit. Daniel was a man of God, and Daniel knew knew his Lord and his Savior. Daniel would have had a good upbringing in Jerusalem before he was taken captive, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. So 120 princes, three presidents. Daniel is first president. And he keeps accounts so there's no fraud and there's no deceit. And the king has no loss in the kingdom. But in verse 4, come the accusers. And there's many of of accusers of God's people. Many accusers. Verse 4 Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. So these presidents, the two other presidents and the princes sought to find fault with Daniel concerning the kingdom concerning his work in the kingdom. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find none occasion nor fault. So Daniel was faultless as regards the handling and the affairs of the kingdom under Darius. Now watch what it says next. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. Now listen to the next next part of the verse. Except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Today. You can put today in that verse. That is today. God's people are law law abiding citizens of this country. And I love this country. And I am a citizen of this country. And I am British. And I am unashamed of it. You're meant to be ashamed now. You're meant to be ashamed of where you live. You're meant to be ashamed of Ulster. You're meant to be ashamed to be British. I am unashamed to live in this land. And I am unashamed to be British. Verse 5. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. The royal decree, the trap in verse 6. Flattery and deceit in verse 6. Listen to this. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king, King Darius. And they said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. Flattery. They weren't interested in King Darius. They were after Daniel. Verse 7. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, The councillors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute. Now you can imagine Darius, his head's now up like a balloon. And he thinks this is great, but he's not seeing the bigger picture. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lands. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians which altereth not. Now, listen to verse 9. By this time, Darius thinks this is wonderful. Everybody's going to petition me and pray to me for a month. And he thinks he's wonderful. His head's up like a balloon. But he's forgetting. Daniel. And he's being trapped. This is flattery to get what they wanted. They didn't want to praise Darius. They didn't want to have a month where Darius would be honored, if you want to put it like that. They wanted to find fault with Daniel. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now in verse 9, Darius has now written Daniel's death warrant. Daniel now... Is under a death warrant. Daniel now is going to be thrown in to the den of lands because these men have got what they want. Daniel is a tried and true follower of God. They can find no fault in him, so they make up a law to trap him connected to his faith. We can't get up to our evil ways, we can't be fraudulent, we can't gain money. We can't do what we like because of this Hebrew. What are we going to do? And that is exactly what they did. They, they concocted a plan. They went to King Darius, Oh heal King Darius, you are wonderful. And then they twisted everything around. Daniel now is under death threat. Today God's people are being persecuted. Now, you're not being persecuted because you're breaking any laws of the land because you uphold them, or you should. You're being persecuted because of your faith. You're being persecuted because you're a blood-bought, born-again believer. The Bible is hate speech, told when to worship, how to worship, sing, don't sing, how many can worship, don't hug, don't shake hands, right is wrong, wrong is right, and you can't say that. I serve Christ and Christ alone, and I will not bow down to Baal. It's about time God's people stood fast, not in our strength because we can't do it, in God's strength. I won't be dictated to by evil men and women and corrupt governments anymore. There's a lot said today about masks, there's a lot of politicians. Who wear masks. And they would need to remove them. I'm not talking about a cloth mask. I'm talking about a mask of deceit. Murder. Babies in the womb. Killers. Bombers. And they have the brass neck. To tell me. And you. What to do. And how to live your life. And I believe now is the time that we draw the line in the sand and we say no more. They have the brass neck on audacity to sit in suits, who have blood dripping off their hands, bodies buried all over the land, lost loved ones who haven't got to bury their family. And they try to tell me how to worship my God. Their parliaments are like an open sewer before God. Westminster, Stormont, and the EU Parliament. And they are ripe for judgment. And judged they will be. This last year has always been hard for everybody. In many different ways. And I'm truly sorry for anybody who has had COVID. I'm truly sorry for anybody who has lost loved ones from COVID. I really am. It's been an awful, terrible year for everybody. Turn to Matthew chapter 24 and the verse 24. Matthew 24 and verse 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect. The elect of God today are being deceived. The elect of God today are running for the hills. The elect of God are frightened and scared. The elect of God are bowing the bill. The elect of God are doing whatever they're told to do. Do you ever wonder why this wee land of Ulster is under so much persecution. The EU Parliament, Babylon, and all its mate, the Southern Government, and all its mate, and even our spineless Prime Minister, and all his mate, are turning the back on this province and this people. But did you ever sit back when you've seen past the noise and the smoke screens and the murders, and did you ever really wonder why there's so much, so much noise and calamity about Ulster? I am British. Brit, Hebrew, covenant-ish man. I am a covenant man, and I'm not ashamed of it. In Britain, Brit covenant in land, Hebrew. I am a British man in a covenant land, and I am not ashamed of it. I'm meant to be ashamed of it. I'm meant to be ashamed now to be a blood-bought, born-again believer. I'm meant to be ashamed of my faith. I'm meant to be ashamed of my God. I'm meant to be ashamed of my flag. I'm meant to be ashamed to be born in this country and I am told now to sit down and shut up that's what you're being told you're being told to sit down be quiet no more no more God's people and the church is being sifted but God will sift his church and then God will use his church and I believe he will use his church to revive this land we need now to draw the line in the sand Enough is enough. We cannot keep going like this. You said to me, Glenn, oh, they haven't stopped us worshiping yet and close the churches. No, not yet. Not yet, but give it a few years. If we keep going the way we are, give it a few years, you'll not come through them doors. And then we'll all be going, oh, what's happened? Because we lay down. We lay down. Verse 10. Daniel's response. And this is the verse that the Lord gave me. And I've had this verse seared into my mind over months. And I can't get it out of my head. And I'm saying, Lord, how do we respond in these days to these things? Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, so Daniel knew his death warrant was signed. He knew it. He would have known about it anyway because he would have known what was going on. He went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. And what did he do? He's under death threat. He gave thanks. He gave thanks before his God as he did what? A four time. A four time. And the Lord is saying, the Lord has said to me, and I have prayed so hard and sought him and asked him, Lord, what do I do here? How do I behave? And the Lord said, You behave as you did aforetime. Nothing changes for us. Nothing changes for us. Daniel here in verse 10. From verse 10, Daniel is courageous. He's pass, which means devotional. We need to be courageous, and we need to be devotional. We need to be scriptural, habitual, which means constant in worship for God. Devotional, pass, habitual, constant, in worship, and scriptural. That's how we go forward as a time, as before. He doesn't run to Darius. He didn't go to Darius. Daniel would have knew exactly what was going on. He knew. He was second in command. He would have heard it. But he didn't go to Darius. He didn't go to the the king. He didn't go, Darius, what's going on? What have you done? No, no. He goes to God. Because God is the sovereign. Not Darius. God put Darius there, and God removed Darius. God is sovereign. Let's go to Second Chronicles chapter six. Second Chronicles chapter six, verses thirty-six to thirty-nine. Daniel is being scriptural in what he did and his reaction in Babylon. If they sin against thee for there is no man which sinneth not. And thou be angry with them, and deliver them over before their enemies, and they carry them away captives unto a land far off or near. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land whether they are carried captive, and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done amiss, and have dealt wickedly. If they return to thee with all their heart, and with all their soul in the land of their captivity. Whether they have carried them captives and prayer toward their land. Daniel was being scriptural. Which they gavest unto their fathers. And toward the city which thou hast chosen. And toward the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou from the heavens. Even from thy dwelling place. Their prayer and their supplications. Christ will hear our prayers and Christ will hear our supplications and maintain our cause. And forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. We carry on as aforetime. Turn to Psalm chapter 57. Psalm 57, verses 1 to 3. The Psalm of David. Be merciful unto me, O God, be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee, your soul trusteth in Christ. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make thy refuge, until these calamities be overpassed. Under the wings of Christ, he is our refuge, until your calamity is past. I will cry unto God, Most High, unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. God will send forward, brothers and sisters, sooner or later his mercy and his truth. He will hear our supplications and he will deliver his people. But in the meantime, we have to be steadfast. We have to be strong, not on our own strength, because we can't do it. And the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verses 11 in Daniel. Daniel chapter 6, verses 11, 12, and 13, the accusers. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Where do they find Daniel? He's under death threat. He's worshipping God. And Daniel's not going to get a fine or a few months in the prison. He's going to die. This is different. This is totally different. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. This is where Darius realized that he was trapped. That every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lands. The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee. Daniel doesn't regard you, Darius. He worships God. He worships God. And I don't regard godless, wicked politicians. I don't regard them. I don't regard them. Why should I? Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed the decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lands? The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which alters not. Then also they said before the king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day, not once, not twice. Daniel didn't say here, I'll just do it once, once a day, and I'll back off a wee bit. You know, I'll, I'll take it easy. I better sort of cool it as a time. Daniel carried on. Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself. Darius now realizes that he's been trapped and set set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Darius here now is scrambling. He's scrambling. He's sweating. Oh, what have I done? Daniel, who is ruling my kingdom so well and it's prospering, what have I done? I have signed this death warrant and I need to try and get him out of this situation. Then these men assembled onto the king and they come to him again. So Darius has been scrambling about. How am I going to sort this out? The accusers come again. They've They've got the bit between the teeth now. And they're really going for Daniel. And Darius doesn't want to seem to be weak. Then these men assembled unto the king and said unto the king, "Know, king, that the law of the Medes and the Persons is, that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. They're driving home the nail. They're driving home the nail. And Darius doesn't want to be seen to be weak. Verse 16. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, listen to what he says. Thy God whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Now he didn't say that he served Darius continually. It says he served God continually, and Darius knows it. Darius knew it. Verse 18. Then the, so verse 17. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet. And with the signet of his lords. That the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace. Now listen to this verse. Then the king went to his palace. And passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments or music brought before him. There was no party. He didn't eat. And he didn't sleep either. And his sleep went from him. Now who should have had the sleepless night? Darius or Daniel? Darius couldn't eat. He didn't have any entertainment. And he couldn't sleep. You'd have thought, Daniel would have had the worst of the nights, wouldn't you? Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste onto the land's den. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. He was squealing. He was panicking. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, there it is again, the pagan king realizes who Daniel serves. O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, there it is again, able to deliver thee from the land's den? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. Daniel shows Darius respect, because Daniel knows that Darius was tricked. God didn't save Daniel from the land's den, he saved him in it. He was in it, he wasn't saved from it. And we as God's people might end up in a lion's den. God might not save you from it. But he'll save us in it. Test of your faith. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. He's shown Darius respect. May God has sent his angel. And i shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him innocency was found in me and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. I'm innocent before God and I'm innocent before you, Darius. And that's the way we need to go forward. Innocent before God and no matter what a pagan king or queen or whoever it might be says we are innocent before them too. They can trump up as many laws as the like against my God and my faith and the Bible I will not bow down to them I've had enough of being told to sit in the corner and be quiet then was the king exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den so Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him Because he delivered, he believed in his God. He believed in his God. God is sovereign over time. God is sovereign over kingdoms, nations. And God is sovereign over you. And nothing will happen to you Without the king without the king says so. Christ's says so. And you might be tried. Daniel was in the lands then. He wasn't saved from trouble. But he was saved in it. You might be in trouble tonight. You might be in a real pickle. I don't know. But if you're blood bought and saved. Christ said I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So if you are in a pickle tonight. And you're in real trouble. I don't know. You can be sure that Christ knows all about it. And he will deliver you from it. He will not lose any who he has saved. He said he would gather them from the north, the south, and the east and the west. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and they break all their bones in pieces, or ever they came at the bottom of the den. The righteous are saved, and the Christ rejectors are lost. You said to me, Glenn, why the children and why the wives. They would have been living in the goodness of the corruption of the princes and the presidents. And you can be sure they would have known everything that was going on. They'd have known all about it. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. Look what happened in the land because one man took a stand. One man. But he wasn't just any man. He was God's man. One man filled with the Holy Spirit and in tune with the Lord changed the land. Even the pagan king Darius look at his words. A new decree. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto, unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth Listen to the verse. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. That's our God. That is our God. who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lands. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. One man, but one man of God stood up and he said, enough is enough. I'm not bound to this. I'm not being bullied. I'm not going to be told what to do anymore by your wee made-up laws, your silly wee laws. A pagan authority is forced to acknowledge the absolute authority of Christ. He is absolute Christ is the authority. Not Boris Johnston. Not Edwin Pouch. Not Michelle O'Neill. I don't care about them. I don't care less. I serve Christ. Philippians chapter 3 verse 14. Philippians 3 verse 14 I press toward the mark for the praise of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus and I press towards nothing else as aforetime So it is now. We press on in Christ. We serve Christ. We remain faithful. And we stand our ground. We need to have grit. Determination. Strength in Christ. Faith in Christ. That no matter what comes to pass. He is with us. And he will sustain us and bless us. And he will keep us. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went into his house. And his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees. Three times a day and prayed. And gave thanks before his God. As he did. A four times.